0: Welcome to Episode 1 of St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. This series contains adult themes and language and may not be appropriate for all audiences. It probably speaks to my experience as a child stigmatic. Abandoned by my parents and raised in a cult disguised as a school— that the events of 2020 had little to no effect on me whatsoever. Everything from the day-to-day isolation to the constant low-key doom reminded me so much of home that it wasn't even weird. I mean, of course you had to wear face coverings and gloves and constantly wash your hands, of course you couldn't get closer than six feet from anyone not in your pod, of course you had to have all of your food and goods and random crap delivered to you, and of course all of it was underwhelming upon arrival. What was way weirder was how much more time I suddenly had to myself. I've always been a remote worker, but my job as a researcher for an antique mall evaporated, and once the sourdough had been baked, the hats crocheted, and the garden was planted, there wasn't much to do but wait, and think, and remember. I live in a remote, intentionally unnamed part of the world in a small house that was given to me by the church as restitution for my time at St. Mary's School. I also get a stipend to cover the basics and the occasional newly refurbed computer to keep up with my day job. Food, clothes, medical supplies, and what some might generously call the decor comes from local grocers and thrift shops, all hand-selected and delivered by the Women's Guild at St. Vinny's. Before the pandemic, they used to peek in the windows and try to catch a glimpse of me. But I hid.
1: Hello? 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 Is anyone there?
0: I pressed my body against the floor, out of view of the windows, barely breathing until they left. A few weeks ago, I emailed the priest and told him to just tell them all I died. I can get Amazon deliveries with no questions asked, you know? Even considering the Women's Guild, it's overall been a pretty good deal. It was easy enough to move on as best we could, and we all agreed that the scrutiny and the judgment and the accusations of fraud were hard enough without going to court. We happily signed up for our new lives, the one condition being that the three girls who attended St. Mary's, me, Katrina, and Marjorie, could never speak to each other again. Which was perfectly fine. Everything was pretty normal until the pandemic, when in the middle of what felt like the ninth consecutive month of May, I got an invitation on Facebook, of all places, to join a private St. Mary's School alumni group. I mean, I get these a lot. Most are a mistake, meant for another Florence from another St. Mary's School, but this invite caught my eye. The thumbnail was different. A lamb with a crown of thorns. Separately, the symbols aren't unusual, but together, that meant something. Something. My curiosity overrode my non-disclosure agreement, so I clicked. I scrolled. There were a lot more than three of us. I closed the tab, opened a can of off-brand White Claw, and tried to forget what I'd seen. By the time I finished doom-scrolling, the blood pooling in my bandages was beginning to smear across my dining room table. It was time for me to get up and stare at a different screen. As I stood at the kitchen sink, I swapped out the gauze that covered my perpetually gaping wounds and turned on the TV. More bad news. More chaos. More death. A drop of blood dripped down my forehead to the tip of my nose. I should know better than to watch this stuff. Horrible humans doing horrible things. I turned it off. I put on a meditation podcast. I texted my shrink one hundred times. I put on a different pair of soft pants. All the things I do when I don't know what to do. But the thought there were a lot more than three of us was all consuming. I flung my laptop back open and clicked on the page. I scrolled through the group, seeing names I hadn't heard in decades. Marjorie L. Katrina O. I looked at the welcome message from the group's founder. Inez P. She had cute bangs. Perfect, maybe photoshopped skin. Bright eyes. She hailed from St. Mary's location redacted she'd posted. She had scourging wounds and was looking for others who had the same experience. Her school had closed a few years ago, and she was left without any resources. She needed help. The bleeding was bad enough, but the pain she wrote felt like a whip. She could barely keep from screaming when it overcame her. Like me, she lived in almost complete isolation. I imagined all of us did. No one had replied to Inez, at least not publicly, and frankly, I was amazed people had even joined the group. Didn't they have gag orders? I sent her a message. Inez, for wounds of any kind, I recommend sanitizing, then drying with clean towels warm from the dryer, and fresh gauze. Ibuprofen for the swelling. I have a Catherine of Sienna metal that I wear when shit gets real. I think it helps take the edge off. Otherwise, I recommend you take this page down. It's dangerous to share this here. Three dots popped up in the messenger. Hi Florence. The concern isn't necessary. I'm not scared anymore just looking for support. But if you're uncomfortable, totally understandable, please feel free to leave the group. I'll delete this message. Your secret is safe with me. Thanks for the tip on the towels. I didn't know what to say. A St. Mary's girl, no, woman, publicly, or at least in a private group on a public forum, was asking for help. I fought the urge to not believe her, to not believe that she would have been left high and dry by the same people who gave me everything. To not believe that she left with nothing but her wounds? But then I looked around at my little house in the middle of nowhere. Was it much of anything? Was it enough to compensate for what i have been through? Would anything be? I looked at my wrists. Bright tiny pinpricks of hot red blood pushing their way up to the top layer of pristine white gauze. Why would she lie? I decided to message Inez one more time. Thanks for being so understanding. I'll be leaving the group. If you can go ahead and delete this message, that would be awesome, but I do have one more question before I go. Inez wrote back. Of course. I said, how did you find me? Inez wrote. Our community is both bigger and smaller than you think. I shuddered. How many of us are there? I wrote. Inez wrote back. Hundreds. I slammed the computer shut. Hundreds? It can't be hundreds. I began to sweat, the blood streaming from my forehead. I ran outside to the rickety wooden patio for relief from the heat that had built inside me, but the air was hot, and my clothes stuck to my skin. As I had so many, many times before, I threw my head back and shrieked at the horizon. No one heard me, so I screamed again, indulgently, until my throat was raw, until my voice was a bark. The twilight receded in the distance, making space for a warm, hazy night sky. I plunked down in a pink plastic Adirondack chair, a hideous pandemic purchase, and stared up into infinity. Less than twenty-four hours ago, I could have lived with this. This house, this sky, this chair. These wounds. Because I knew I was one of only a few who had to. But now that there are more of us? Hundreds more of us? Later that night, I opened my laptop slowly, as if it was Pandora's box, terrified of what was waiting for me. I clicked on the browser and opened the messenger as before, but there was nothing. I'd been removed from the group. My message had been deleted just as I'd asked, but instead of relief, I felt panic. I searched every email from the day, every line of browser history, and turned up nothing. I tried to find Inez, but I'd been blocked on her account, probably for her own safety. I immediately regretted what I'd done— That I'd blocked every means of connection that I was likely to ever have. How could I have been so stupid? I kept refreshing the same searches over and over again, hoping that I hadn't actually cut myself off from the only people who would ever understand me. But then I remembered the two names from the group. Names I hadn't heard in a long time, even though I thought about them every day. Marjorie L. Katrina O. Contractually, we weren't even allowed to talk to one another. But I had to know if what I'd seen was real. I put their names in the search bar, and there they were, one after the other, and just like that, all the horrible old memories came right back.
1: So, as you all know, you can use the quadratic formula to complete the square. It's not always the easiest method, but it is effective as some of you may have found out while doing yesterday's homework. Please take out your papers so we can correct them. Florence, is there a problem? No, Sister Mary Colette. Then you won't mind showing the class how you completed question one. Marjorie? Katrina? Is there something you'd like to share with the group?
0: No, Sister.
1: Are you all right, Florence? Yeah, Florence. Are you all right? Ladies, that's enough. Florence, please continue.
0: You know you're bleeding, right? I'm always bleeding. Ew! Ew.
1: (laughs) Girls! Here, Florence, take this. A towel? For your wrists, your forehead. Thanks. Is that right? It's a good effort. Though I imagine if you'd done your homework yesterday, you'd have a correct answer. Can anyone tell us where the mistake is? I can. Me too. Go ahead and have a seat, Florence.
0: (laughs) Hey, so I know we're not supposed to talk, but I saw you two were in that St. Mary's alumni group. Is this for real?
1: I don't know. Me neither,
0: but I can't stop thinking about it. Been online all night. How did you
1: find out about it? You're not even listed here.
0: I was, but left the group. Can you reinvite me?
1: I have to check with the moderator. Inez? You know her?
0: No. You trust her?
1: Definitely no.
0: Why would she lie?
1: Lots of reasons.
0: This doesn't feel safe. Can we talk somewhere else? I don't want to talk to either of you. I just want to be reinvited to the group. I'll take it from there. Inez says welcome back. Just sent you the invite. Thanks. Great to hear from you. So fun. So fun to catch up. I closed out of the chat as soon as I could, totally paranoid that the church knew I was in contact with Marjorie and Katrina. But to be honest, I didn't really want to talk to them anyway, not even out of morbid curiosity. I was seriously wondering if I'd completely lost my mind by even reaching out. What was I hoping to get out of all of this anyway? Closure? Justice? Like any of that was possible. Then, just as I was second, third, fourth guessing myself, a message came through. I knew you wouldn't stay away for long. Tell me, Florence, what is it you really want to know? I thought for a moment before responding. Absolutely everything. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Mary's School for Children with the Stigmata. If you enjoyed this chapter, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. To learn more about this and all our projects, visit our website, newgirlpictures.com.